You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. Listen, this show is about having health in all areas of life. You know, your relationships, your finances, your career, and of course, your physical health and fitness, your physical appearance. But as I've talked about many times, I truly believe that your relationships are the biggest determinant in your overall health and well-being and also the success in your life. And we'll talk a little bit about that today. But more so, I want to make sure that you understand the depth at which the work that you do influences your overall health. You know, because most of us spend at least half of our life doing work. All right, this is more time than we spend with our loved ones, more time than we spend in leisure. And so where we invest our energy and how we invest our energy really does matter a lot. In fact, unhappiness at work and newly classified, quote, job burnout has become a huge cost to our economy. Now, this is according to the American Institute of Stress, financial burden from job burnout today, from absenteeism resulting from burnout employee turnover, reduced productivity and medical expenses, legal and insurance expenses is staggering with the total cost of the U.S. businesses today being at over $300 billion a year thanks to burnout, right? Now, researchers from the University of Zurich say burnout often results when your personality and inner motivations are a mismatch with your job situation. All right. Now, this might sound a little familiar to you. All right. It's just not matching up. My personality, my motivations in life don't match up to the gig that I currently have. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. And of course, we're going to dive in and break this all down today. We've got one of the best people in the world to tell you there's another way. All right. So I want you to stay tuned for that. But the, the researchers also noted that the typical experiences of burnout can include a lack of motivation, poor efficiency on the job and feelings of helplessness. All right, that's a very uh, disempowering experience in reality. And even more concerning, though, is that those feelings of burnout are also linked. Now, we've got clinical evidence linked to serious health problems, including anxiety, heart disease, immune disorders, insomnia, and depression. Now, one other study that I thought was really fascinating, researchers at the Ohio State University compiled data showing that happiness on the job or lack thereof appears to have the biggest impact on midlife mental health. All right. And the researcher said, quote, we found that those with lower job satisfaction levels throughout their late 20s and 30s have worse mental health by the time they reach their 40s compared to those with high job satisfaction levels. All right. So, again, this isn't just hearsay. This isn't guessing. Our work that we do, our happiness, our, our, our experience of passion and fulfillment does carry over and play a role in our health. So the study presented at the annual meeting of the American Sociological Association suggests that there is a cumulative effect when it comes to job satisfaction, and it's reflected in your health by your early 40s. And lead author of the study said that, quote, most people spend almost half of their waking life at work, and it's important that you are able to find some joy during this time. All right, and that's what today's episode is all about. And I think one of the ways around this, if you are not currently doing work that you're happy about or that you're passionate about, is to tie something bigger to it. Before we even get into the, the real meat of the conversation today, it's, it's really about 
you know, I love the statement that how you do anything is how you do everything and really putting your heart and soul and finding a bigger connection to the work that you are doing. And for example, instead of looking at it as something that I have to do, you could change that template because again, like a lot of times we can't just jump out of where we are and get into something else, but you maybe you're tired to, I get to take great care of my family. Right. And that's the internal kind of motivation and, and drive that connects to whatever it is that you're doing. Another thing is that I get to develop skills and a work ethic that will help me later in life. Another thing is I get to show up and help people in whatever way, in blank way, whatever type of job that you're doing. It's usually affecting people at some level. Right. And even if it's not your passion, you get to make a difference. All right. So that's one way is just changing your belief structure in the work that you are doing. Another way is to give yourself permission and the tools that you need to do the work that you love. And as you'll discover today, what kind of work that you do is all about you, right? It's all about you. Now, we're also going to cover some things that you can be outsourcing, which is really interesting, to save you time and energy to help you to improve your health and fitness. And all of this, again, we got the best person in the game to talk about this stuff. So before we get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Organifi. Listen, everybody agrees on this one thing. There, there's not a health professional that's like, you know what? Vegetables are terrible, right? Everybody agrees on this one point. Whatever kind of diet framework that you're living in, that you're experimenting with, that you're utilizing, this is the consistent thing. And why is that? Well, this is why the Model Health Show, what we do is we take a, a we peel back the layers, you know, we take a peek behind the curtain and see what's actually going on. So this really has to do with your blood, all right? Your blood, the green blood of the plants, which is chlorophyll, is almost exactly the same as your hemoglobin, human blood, all right? Hemoglobin is the oxygen transport system in your red blood cells. And it's a chemical structure, again, exactly like chlorophyll, almost, except the main difference is that hemoglobin is built around iron, whereas chlorophyll is built around magnesium. And so being so similar, when we eat these foods, these green leafy vegetables specifically, and what happens is the chlorophyll helps to do jobs that homoglobin is uh, is imparted with the, the, the drive to do. And so for example, this helps promote circulation, building blood, cleansing the blood, increasing the number of red blood cells that you have, and therefore increasing the oxygen throughout your body, all right? so. This is why the, these greens matter. Where can we get the best sources, the most concentrated sources? One of them is chlorella, all right? Chlorophyll chlorella. And this is one of the highlighted ingredients in Organifi, all right? Why go for third best, all right? Get the best. Plus they've got moringa, spirulina, very, very dense green superfood as well. It's just super loaded with antioxidants and nutrients and enzymes and phytochemicals, all cold process so you actually are getting the nutrients that you think you're getting all right so please do yourself a favor make sure to get on Organifi like yesterday all right I, I use this every day give it to my kids head over to Organifi.com forward slash model that's o-r-g-a-n-i-f-i.com forward slash model for 20 percent off 20 20 percent off all right head over check them out today and on that note, let's get to the iTunes review of the week. Another five-star review titled Smooth and Informative by SoCal Daryl. As an account manager, driving from account to account and often stuck in traffic on the 405, it's wonderful listening to Sean's smooth voice interviewing guests and sharing so much cutting-edge knowledge on fitness, nutrition, and life. Thank you, Sean. You're the bomb cyclone of podcasts. 
Oh my goodness, the bomb cyclone. Oh, that's that's hard hitting. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that review. And everybody, thank you for heading over to iTunes and leaving me these reviews. I truly, truly do appreciate it. If you yet to do so, please pop over and leave me a review for the show. I truly appreciate it. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Our guest today is the incredible Chris Ducker. And Chris is a serial entrepreneur and author of the best-selling book, Virtual Freedom. And his latest book, Rise of the Youpreneur, which I have right here, Vance Copy. Now, originally from the UK, Chris has lived in the Philippines for 17 years, where I last saw him. And he founded multiple businesses uh, in the Philippines, which combined for over 450 full-time employees. Can you imagine that? Right? I'm just trying to take care of yourself, right? Trying to manage yourself and then you know, having that kind of, of drive and growth. And he'll tell you today that this was a step-by-step process. It was an overnight thing. And he's a trusted international business mentor, keynote speaker, podcaster, blogger, as well as the founder of youpreneur.com. And Chris hosts the annual Youpreneur Summit, which is held in London, England, each November, and is a self-proclaimed proudest Brit doing business online. And I'd like to welcome to the Model Health Show, my friend, Chris Ducker. What's up, Chris? Hey, I'm good, my brother. What's about yourself? Everything good? Everything is outstanding. We were just saying I haven't seen you since the Philippines, since your event, man. It was just the, the best time ever. So I just want to thank you again for inviting me out. No, thank you very much for coming out and spending time with us. It was an utter pleasure to, to host you here on the islands. It really was. Oh, man, thank you. And by the way, guys, if you get a chance, make sure to go to one of Chris's events. There really is nobody doing it better. I mean, for the uh, the speakers and also for the attendees, you know, that total experience, like a lot of times when you go to events, you don't get to connect with the speakers, you know, like people were hanging out with me, you know, it was a really great time. We had interaction, we had uh, breakout sessions. It was just a really good time, plus the cultural stuff. And I can't even imagine what you're going to do for folks in the UK. So, and by the way, you might see me, you might see me popping in in the UK oh, as well. Oh, so are we going there now? This is great. I love it. We're going to keep the suspense. We're going to keep the suspense. So yeah, okay. man, I would love okay. if you would just kind of, you know, jump in, chime in and share your superhero origin story. You know, like you, how in the world did this handsome Brit end up in the Philippines and impacting the lives of thousands upon thousands of people all over the world? Well, you know, I, I came over to the Philippines in the year 2000 and I uh, was working with one of the big international banks here. And after a few years, I, uh, I, I kind of broke away from that and was uh, setting up my consulting company. So I was working with a lot of, you know, back in the early 2000s, outsourcing was a big thing here in the Philippines. It's still a huge industry. It's massive. But back in those days, a lot of the uh, the international companies, such as people over in the United States, the UK, Australia, all over Europe, they were looking at, you know, uh, the Philippines and India and these other kind of outsourcing hotspots um, uh, as as places to be able to go and obviously cost saving benefits uh, around the clock customer service and all that kind of stuff and what I did as part of my consulting service was I helped a lot of people set up these small uh, to medium sized call centers and after about two years of doing this I thought hang on there's something out of whack here I'm helping other people do this 
and I could be doing it for myself and just making a whole lot more money. And so I set up my own call center. And, uh, you know, I've been in the sales and marketing business my entire career from back in the UK when I was in the publishing and the event organizing uh, organization uh, type of industries. And we just kind of rolled into, you know, starting the company up. We, we had six people. Uh, to begin with, it was myself and my wife were employees, numbers one and two. And then we slowly but surely kind of built it up over the course of a few years, uh, got to 100 people, 150 people. Then I burned out brutally, and I know you want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and then I recovered from the burnout, which was fantastic. And then lo and behold, with me not really being involved all that more, uh, we we grew a lot very quickly. So yeah, I mean we're now up to like 450 people. We've got you know several different uh, brands within the actual group of companies, and now I get to really do. And I loved your intro when you were talking about doing things you know things that you love to do. You should be experiencing joy in your work. And I can honestly truly say after 14 years as an entrepreneur, I am now genuinely happier in my life than I've ever, ever been before. And it's because I'm doing the work that I was truly meant to do on this planet. I know that in my heart. Oh my goodness. And that's one of the reasons that I want to bring you on. And I'm so excited to talk to you is you're helping other people to do that and showing them that there is another way. And in fact, you're a lot closer to it than you can imagine. You've pushed into culture now, the concept of the youpreneur, right? The youpreneur. So first of all, what is that? And second of all, what, <laughs> why does that matter today? Well, a youpreneur is somebody that wants to build a business based around them, their personality, their experience, and the people that they want to serve, ultimately. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer that you serve first and you sell later. And actually, even more so, if you serve well enough, you'll never have to actually sell at all because people don't, don't they don't like to be sold to but we love to buy and so as entrepreneurs we want to get to the point where people just want to buy whatever it is we're putting out there and we can do that by genuinely just being valuable and bringing richness into their lives in the way that we're helping them so i work with people like you know coaches authors speakers podcasters bloggers consultants anyone really building that business based around them and their personality and what they stand for and like i said it's uh it's the happiest time of my career i love every single minute of it i love that man so let's talk a little bit about how people are a lot closer than they think i believe that today everybody is their own brand in a way whether you understand it or not if you've got a facebook page You've got your own brand. You know, this is something that's totally, uh, totally mm -hmm. different. You know, this is really brand new from what our ancestors experienced, where it's just a lot of obscurity. You know, there is a couple of celebrities and whatever, you know, culture. But today we all have a voice. We all have uh, a, a, a kind of public appearance and that's going to blend in. And I want to talk about this, too, with your personal experience, not just public, but being more yourself. So let's talk a little bit about this uh, this concept of how everybody today is is kind of like their their own brand. Well, because if you think about it, your brand becomes your reputation, right? And your reputation is ultimately what people say about you when you're not around. So when you're not at that conference, or when you're not at that coffee meeting, or when you're not at that dinner party, or you know whatever the case may be. So the big question is, 
when I'm not around, how do I want people to talk about me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sit back and think about that for a minute. Like, how do I actually want people to talk about me? Not my business, not what I do, not my book or anything, but actually me. And when you get to the very deep core of that, it really comes down to what you stand for, the people you want to work with, and what you're going to do, like I said, to bring a certain level of richness and change into their lives. So, you know, I, I, I don't care if you're, if you're, you know, 14 or whether you're 64, you have a personal brand, like you say. And particularly in the online world, whether you're even an entrepreneur or not, if you are using social media, that's your personal brand. And you can bet your bottom dollar that your employers are looking at your social media. So you've got to be very, very careful with what you do. You know, the whole big brother thing is never never any truer than it is today. So, but when we talk about entrepreneurs particularly, you know, your, your brand stands for a lot more than just what your reputation is about. It's about what your life's work is going to be and what your legacy is going to end up being. And, you know, for me, when it comes to my legacy, I don't want to have to die for my legacy to come about and for people to recognize it. I want to know what my legacy is. I want to experience it. I want to pass it on to my children, all four of them, which is why I clearly have no hair left. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so, you know the, the, the bottom line here is that, you know, your personal brand is really at the very core nowadays. It's at the very, very core of who you are as a person, let alone an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And now I want to really dive in and unpack this. You know, the the word entrepreneur might throw some folks off, but I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs listening, but everybody listening, you're an entrepreneur in some form or fashion in your life. The word entrepreneur is derived from, and we can just go to the Spanish um, etymology, is basically means to undertake, right? We're constantly undertaking things and looking for ways to be more efficient and effective. And to basically an entrepreneur is looking for a result. Right. So this might you might be an entrepreneur in your family management. You might be an entrepreneur in uh, in the sense of your business. But what I want to talk about is and for everybody listening, we highlighted the show by talking about how your work impacts your health and how your work impacts everything in your life. And so for the folks listening that, number one, you're content, you're just like, you know, this is my lot in life. I'm not trying to change what I'm doing. I'm good. So be it. That's and I, I shared some nuggets of wisdom on how to reframe it so that you are still getting some joy and some fulfillment out of that. But for the people listening right now that want to do something that they're passionate about, let's talk about some of the first steps. Let's talk about identifying what that is. What can people do to kind of like turn their passion into profit or turn their passion into a service that they're doing? Well, I mean, the first thing they need to do is they need to figure out who they really are like to begin with? What do they want to be known for? What are they going to talk about? What kind of content are they going to create? More importantly, who are they actually going to create it for? And so right at the beginning of the book, there's an exercise that actually comes up quite regularly in one way, shape or form, where I talk about the Youpreneur self-awareness test. And this is so easy for anyone to do, yet very few people actually do it, even really successful people. So what you do is just get a piece of paper, you draw a line down the middle, and on the left-hand side of the piece of paper, you write down what I call the uh, the flatter yourself list. So mm-hmm. this is all the, t- all the stuff where you can really kind of just blow your own trumpet, mm-hmm. toot your own horn, and just go off, like just talk about how amazing you are at all these things. And then on the other side, 
you had a list which I call the get real list or keeping it real list, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And on in this list, you talk about all the things that you are not very good at. Now, the entrepreneur DNA in us says that we're amazing at everything right mm-hmm. so it's a tough it's a tougher list to put together it's very easy to talk ourselves up but it's not so it's not so easy to talk against ourselves and, and our skill sets right but it's a very very important list to make because when you've got those two lists right there in front of you ultimately what happens is it becomes your roadmap your blueprint of sorts to actually go ahead and start building what i call the business of you and when you build the business of you something incredible happens and it doesn't matter what industry you're in what market you're serving what you're selling who you're selling it to it's irrelevant because when you build a business of you you're building a 100 percent original business it can't be copied because you are at the very center of it you are the unique point a sort of port of call for everything when it comes to that business it's uncopyable it's fundamentally future-proof And that's why I get so excited about this stuff. And I've seen it over and over and over again. So the self-awareness test right there at the front of everything will help you figure out who you really are, who you want to serve, how you're going to serve them, and most importantly, what you're not going to do. What you're not good at, don't do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Delegate it out to someone else. Do more of what you're great at, and greater things will happen. Mm. Yes, man, that... You've already talked about my life in so many ways that, you know, I haven't really shared before, but same thing. It's just like, you know, I'm, I'm great at, I'm not saying that I'm great at this stuff, but I'm going to figure it out and do putting all this time and energy, doing things that I'm not, that's not, that's not mandatory for me to do. Right. And there can be a cost issue involved, you know, where I'm saying, you know, this whole thing is too expensive to do. That's why I'm going to figure out and put my sweat equity in. And there's some value in that. But you have to understand that today, more than ever, there are so many different options and people that are great at jobs that you're trying to, you know, sometimes use hundreds of hours to try to figure out that they can do like in in 30 minutes, right? And oh, today, yeah. Yeah. more than ever, you know, people are connected and we can make these things happen. And by the way, I want to make another point of whether or not, even again, with the term entrepreneur, even if you're working in an established business, you know, you you have an employer Still, these fundamental principles that Chris is talking about in his book and being more yourself and really staying true to your gifts and talents will help you succeed in any field. He literally, it's like a manual step-by-step process of like creating or or helping to flourish in the business that you're already in. So I highly recommend if this is speaking to you to make sure to pick up a copy of his new book, The Rise of the Youpreneur. So let's talk a little bit more about the you of youpreneur. All right. As far as yourself, you mentioned earlier that you had a burnout moment yourself. So that's another reason I want to have you on is to talk a little bit about this and taking care of yourself so that you can continue to take care of your life, your family and your business. So, I mean, in in essence, actually, I've had two burnouts, but one one that was kind of like a full blown burnout, burnout. Right. So at, the, at this point, it was late 2009 and uh we had been, we'd be, you know, we set the company up a few years before. We were already well into our seven figures in terms of revenue. We're doing great, maybe 130, 150 employees. Everything was great, except for the fact that I was sitting down for 16 hours a day behind a desk, six days a week, um, probably drinking, gosh, 
eight cups of coffee a day you know diet was terrible no exercise um you know typical heading for burnout business owner and one day i i burned one day i couldn't get out of bed i literally i woke up it was a weekend it was a sunday i woke up and i was i i physically actually sean i couldn't get out of my bed my wife left me to sleep in for a few more hours she came back i still couldn't get out of bed she called the ambulance they came to my house they picked me up they instantly put me on fluids i went to the hospital i did a whole bunch of tests and ultimately i was acutely dehydrated and exhausted uh that from that and and recovery in hospital for about maybe a week or so came depression because i was told i needed to take time off work i'm a over you know i'm I'm an overworking a-type entrepreneur who believes that he should be micromanaging everything now i can't work now i'm going to get depressed right so bring on the antidepressants let's have some fun with those for a little while but at the very same time i also realized quite frankly that I needed to change. And so what happened was between Christmas and New Year that year, 2009, me and my wife, Urs, we we had a little staycation. We went to a beautiful resort here in the Philippines and no gadgets, no devices, nothing, no children. And we just said, you know what? We need to figure out what we're going to do to be able to remove you from the business because this isn't working no more. We need to make major changes. And... Hence, 2010 became the year of the virtual CEO. So my goal was basically that by the end of 2010, I was going to remove myself as much as physically possible from the day-to-day running of the business. Uh, And to keep myself accountable for it, I was going to start a blog and I was going to start a podcast talking about it. And I blogged twice a week. I podcast once a week and I kept myself super accountable. But something amazing happened in 2010. Number one, I had eight people to replace myself in the business. Yes, eight. You heard me right. That was how much of a micromanager I was. I was running the IT department. I still don't know how to plug in a mouse to a computer. <laughs> you know, like what was I doing in the IT department, right? So I, I, I fundamentally replaced myself day to day from the call center facility and I started the blog and podcast. And by the end of 2010, and this is 2010, I understand. I had about six or seven uh, email subscribers listening to every word I said and reading every word that I wrote about this journey. And that was when I realized that this is actually the way I want to actually help people. I want to be able yeah. to create content, serve people in this way, and do things I really love. But something even better happened. The business flourished without me around. We doubled revenue in one year. In our fourth year, we doubled our revenue, and I think we added about another 130 or so staff to the employee count as well. We're now up to 470 or something, and and 2017, I actually counted it up with the help of my executive assistant just yesterday. She told me I went to the office, which, by the way, is a 15-minute drive away from my house where I work now. I went to the office 10 times in 2017 mm. wow 10 times and we, and we did a multi multi seven figure year last year so to say that i'm happier would be an understatement but i'm also like doing a lot better business wise and i'm avoiding the you know the the the, the 
the burnout again. However, the story doesn't end there because in mid-2012, even though I'd fundamentally achieved the virtual CEO goal, the damage, unfortunately, was already done to my lower back. And you and I actually had this great conversation the first time we ever talked about uh, back issues because obviously you had a lot of problems earlier on in your life and everything as well. And um, the damage was already done. I blew my L5S1 disc. I had to have surgery to fix it. I've now got a, a couple of rods and some screws in the base of my back. And, um, you know, that required more recovery time, a lot more recovery time, the initial burnout. But the damage was already done in 2009. I was just, unfortunately, <laughs> reaping the benefits of the burnout again a couple of years later. So, you know, all this comes about to me now working out five days a week. I don't go hardcore. I get on the cross trainer. I do yoga with my wife. She actually became a certified mm -hmm. yoga teacher in the yeah. process of this as well. Um, I eat cleaner than I've ever eaten in my life. I hydrate like my life literally depends on it because I know it does. Okay. And uh, I am not only a happier guy, but I am healthier today at the age of 44, almost 45, than I was probably in my early 30s. And, uh, you know, I look back on the burnout, and I guess I've got that to thank for all that. Right. But uh, every now and then, when I've had a bit of a long day or the kids have been wanting to run around too much and my lower back starts to ache a little bit, it reminds me that maybe I'm not so lucky. <laughs> wow. But, you know, you take yeah. the good with the bad, right? But, this is, yeah, that's the burnout story right there. It's such a, such a great story and, and very sobering. And man, there's there's so many layers there. I'm just thank you so much for for sharing that and for uh, well, what I would want to say is that it, it's really apparent that your mess became your message, right? Your mess became your sure, message, absolutely. And you shifted yeah. gears, and now you're teaching other people how to be more holistic in their approach to their to their business. You know, you came from behind the scenes to making your own brand, basically, you know, where you have your podcast, you have your blog, you have your social media, and you're influencing and helping other people where you could have been fine as far as financially, uh, just behind the scenes and doing oh, the yeah. stuff you were doing, but you took things to a whole new level and you wanted to show, show other people how to do the same thing. And that's what's so admirable. And that's part of what I want people to get today is that your mess is your message, all right? Your mess is your message, whether it's in creating a business around that or just helping the people in your inner circle, you know, your friends and family, your, your colleagues, right? With your story of, you know, recovery from addiction or your story of, you know, weight loss or getting out of a bad relationship, whatever it might be, that can be something really special. And we can share that in a small way or a big way. And also, uh, and I want to talk about this now with you as well is, um, I, I want people to understand that today more than ever, the stuff that you're passionate about, that you're interested in, you can turn that passion into a, a, a business. You know, you can turn that passion in, or something that aids you in your business. And so, for example, there, are, there, there is an insane amount of people out there that are in the Pokemon, all right? There's a Pokemon on Chris's shoulder right now. Just knocked it off, all right? There's so many people that are into these kind of things. There are massive blogs. There's podcasts about it. There's uh, videos about Pokemon, right? There's so much out there and people are making revenue talking about Pokemon, all right? Please understand whatever kind of weird, obscure thing you might be into. Maybe you're like collecting uh, those little Russian dolls, right? There's the doll inside the doll, those little Russian dolls. Maybe that's your thing. 
you could actually set up, you know, maybe it's an eBay, eBay thing or something with Amazon. Like you can actually set things up and make a career out of something you're passionate about. No matter how weird it might be, there are equally weird people, no offense, that are out there that are into the same thing. You know, so uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, and I, and I love that you bring up the uh, very genuinely, I love that you bring up the Pokemon uh, example there, because one of the things that me and my my youngest son like to do uh, together as a father and son thing is play Pokemon Go. Uh, we like to go for walks and we go to the park and go down to the beach and, you know, we bring the phone along and we're playing Pokemon Go and we're catching the Pokemon. You, you got to catch them all, Pokemon. You got to do it, right? <laughs> so we're, we're out Love and about it. doing the father and son thing and all the rest of it. And not only, but, but very seriously, not only is that bonding time for us, but also it then comes back into the house because like you very clearly pointed out, there are people... On YouTube, there are YouTubers, full-time YouTubers, making money out of making videos about Pokemon Go. And there's one particular guy that he watches all the time. His name is Mystic7. This kid, he's 21 years old. He's got, or maybe 20 years old. He's got 1.6 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. He's making some serious, serious bank on a monthly basis from his adverts. He's also leaving a lot of money on the table because he doesn't do enough sponsorships or anything mm -hmm. like that. If I sit down with this guy for one day, he's going to owe me way more than a couple of extra Pokemon. And I can tell you <laughs> that right now. I could teach this kid so much. But but what I'm getting at here is that like you brought up that, that example and we didn't plan that at all. Right. But it's the perfect example because, you know, it's it's something that if you're feeding someone's happiness if you're helping them in some way like this mystic seven guy is for me and my son you know we talk about it over the breakfast table or hey daddy at the weekend can we go to the park and you know raid that pokemon gym and do all this cool fun stuff and our boys are literally the same age right so we get this but here's the thing it is pokemon go it's baseball cards it's my little pony it's secondhand books it's, you know, uh, Bruce Lee figures. Mm -hmm. It's anything and everything. As long as you've got a passion about something, you can actually then go ahead and find other people that have got a passion and be more than happy to spend time with you to learn more, to converse more, et cetera, et cetera. For me, my passion is helping people build successful businesses based around their personal brand. So when I work with somebody, I talk about how they're setting up their social media, how they're setting up their online home, why they shouldn't be re you know, building their online home on rented land, like on YouTube or on Facebook. Get people on your email list. Listen to your audience. Create products, services, experiences, events, coaching, all these different monetization strategies as a personal brand entrepreneur. That's what I do. And I'm telling you, man, every single day I get emails, tweets, Facebook messages, all the all my social platforms light up daily to the point where I can't do it all on my own anymore. And I know you know what this is like. My team has to help me reply to a lot of these people. And they're, they're thanking me for the content that I'm creating. They're asking questions that I can then go ahead and turn into more content in the future for my community. And ultimately, they're validating my business idea day in, day out. And that's why I know I'm on the right path. I have fundamentally future-proofed myself as an entrepreneur by simply serving the people that I want to work with 
on an ongoing basis. And I've never been any happier, like I said. Oh, man, I love it. You know what's crazy is, like you said, we didn't plan that. I just picked you up in the in the ethers. You were like beaming, like Pikachu was just coming off of you. And I just, because yeah. there were so many yeah. options, my mental Rolodex was like, all these different things. I thought G.I. Joe, I thought My Little Pony, and Pokemon <laughs> jumped right in there. That's so crazy. I literally, on the other side of my office right now, I have I have little drawings that my son Charles has done of all of the different little Pokemon. And he comes in, he just, he hangs them up on the, on the wall here, on the other side of the camera here. Uh, That's a whole bananas. bunch of them. <laughs> I love that, man. But you know, I think another thing that we need to cue into today, and for everybody listening, you know, our, our family right here in the Model Health Show is, I think it's really important that you realize that this is possible, right? I think it's important that you realize and that you give yourself permission to do work that you enjoy and start to move in that direction. Mm -hmm. Because so often we mm -hmm. have these stories of like, you know, it's all about hard work. It's all about the nine to five. It's about the grind. If I'm gonna pay my bills, this is the way it's gonna go. And a lot of the things that we do are built on our belief system. Right, And I say this multiple times on the show, but the number one driving force of the human psyche is to stay congruent with the ideas that it carries about itself. And so there's not gonna be very much activity that you do outside of your belief system. So if you believe that you have to do this particular job and this is the only way that you can survive, you know, I've got three kids or you know, I'm in school, whatever the case might be, so be it. That's the end of the story. So what I'm asking you to do is to give yourself permission to think bigger, give yourself permission to think otherwise. Again, if you're content and, and fulfilled with what you're doing right now, that's beautiful, like embrace that. But as we've talked about earlier in the show, we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars lost each year because of burnout, because of unhappiness at work, and then the residual health issues, heart disease, like you can literally have a heart Huge. attack and we think we like this is something we know about like with with the TV show like uh, Sanford and Sons like Elizabeth you know he's like holding his heart he's stressed out he's gonna have a heart attack right you can do that any day right because of the stress that you're carrying with being unhappy with the thing that you're actually spending the most time doing in your life so again give yourself permission to do work that you actually enjoy or find a way to to enjoy what you're doing so. Uh, I think one other thing I want to talk to you about before we kind of dive in and talk about some of these things that you can outsource with your health, which I think people are going to be fascinated with, is you're known for helping people to outsource. So that's part of what you did early on. And you mm -hmm. mentioned this a yeah. little bit already uh, to really focus on what you're good at, right? So that's what we want people to start to do. Focus more on what you're good at and kind of uh, let go of the stuff that is is not really your dharma. Is that is that kind of a good way to say it? That's exactly a great way to do it. I mean, you know, I'm so I got another exercise for your listeners. If it's okay, I'll share it. Mm -hmm. You know, we started off with the self awareness test. Now we're going to go with what I call the three lists to freedom. And I actually talked about this in my first book, Virtual Freedom. Um, I'm a big fan of making lists. I think when we write things down in that kind of controlled environment, it leads to some pretty major breakthroughs a lot of the time. So I like to make a lot of lists on a very regular basis. So the three lists of freedom, same thing. Get a piece of paper, draw two lines down at this time, creating three columns. Column number one, you want to basically end up writing down everything from a business owner perspective that you just hate doing. Every single day, 
the ultimately your business demands this stuff of you, but you hate it. The second list is a list of all the things that you can't do or that you struggle doing day to day. So these are kind of like, you know, this is where some of the stress will start, you know, it, it'll it'll ease off a little bit. It's not as stressful as the stuff that you hate doing, but it's still there. But you struggle on, you soldier on again, because maybe you feel like you have to do it because you're the guy running the show or because, you know, there's no one else around right now or whatever the case may be. So that's the second list, list of all the things that you can't do what you struggle doing. Then the third list, and this is by far the single most important list because... You might actually be pretty good at these things. You might actually like doing these things. But the big question for the third list is, should you be doing these particular tasks? As the business owner, as you are, as the fitness coach, as you are, as the teacher, as you are, should you actually be doing these particular tasks? And that again, you put that together, You've got your roadmap to start delegating a lot of the aspects in your life that kind of cause stress or sleeplessness or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, that's that's really the easiest way that I know of being able to start delegating certain tasks and aspects of your life and move on and, and you know, enjoy it a lot more. Ooh, that last category. I know my wife is like strong, strong. like, yeah, because I've... <laughs> I've went back and forth with her, like, no, I, I like doing this. I've got this. I've got this part. But it might take up, you know, right. a couple of hours a week for no reason, you know, and just, man. Yeah. So, and, and, and how valuable. I'm listening to the message myself. Good man. You should be as well. Everybody should. Even me. I mean, I do this task myself twice a year. I do this. I do this exercise. So the, the big thing is this. The reason why you should be listening is because how much is your time worth? right? Time is our most valuable commodity. It's not like money, you know, money will come and go, right? You spend it, you lose it, you invest it, you make it, it is what it is. But time, once you've spent or invested your time, it's gone forever. Yeah. I mean, you talked about at the top of the show, you know, half, half of our waking hours were at work. Holy moly. Are you yeah. serious? So once you invest your time in something, it's gone forever. You can never get it back. So that big question is, well, if this is only going to take me two hours per week to do, but my time is worth 500 bucks an hour, what if I could end up actually delegating that task to somebody for 300 bucks? You know what I mean? It becomes a whole different ball game. And so, you know, that's that's two hours of your of your week right there that you can spend coaching high-level clients or creating more content to serve your audience or just simply being with your family and just having some downtime. Yeah, exactly. And everybody, you'd be so surprised at how cost-effective this is because, again, there's no barrier. It's not just like your neighbor or the cobbler down the street to do your whole thing, whatever. It's like you've got a world community that oftentimes, I mean, is so like hyper-educated and skilled and there's just a, there's a lot of competition even, you know? And so, uh, again, I just want to implant these ideas to start to think about these. But now I want to talk about and dive into some things that we can outsource specifically related to health and fitness that you might have never considered before or even considered seriously before. And I think this is one of the biggest reasons, again, people give for not eating healthy or for exercising is I don't have enough time, right? And it's so funny when I hear like somebody who's like single, they don't have no kids, saying I don't have time. Man, come on now. I've got, you know, I have three kids, 
and all this other stuff going on, but you know, it's kind of cemented in and it's because some of these things, again, get outsourced. So let's start with meal prep, right? Let's talk about food. So you can either outsource the process itself or you can outsource the expertise on how to do it right. So let me explain what I mean. So outsourcing your meal prep, this is literally having somebody else to do your meal prep. And there's great services out there now that can handle this stuff. You know, just go to Dr. Google, type it in, or go to Coach YouTube, type it in. That's a new one I just came up with. We got Dr. Google. That's good. I like that. I I like that. So you heard it here first. (laughs) All right. So you can outsource that and look into, you know, different uh, people in your area that do that kind of thing, services, or maybe it's just somebody that you hire for that job. Uh, another thing is outsourcing the expertise on how to do it right so you don't have to pine away and waste a lot of time figuring it out. And so I love Amanda Mixner. Now, so you can go to Meow Mix on Instagram. That's M-E-O-W-M-E-I-X on Instagram. She's like the boss when it comes to meal prep and just learn from the best, imp- uh, implement, replicate, and execute. All right, so that's a, that's another thing that you can do with the meal prep because, again, If you get somebody to chop stuff up, you just throw it in a pan or whatever the case might be, it makes it a lot easier. Another one, and this is new for us right here, you know, because this was taking away time with, my wife runs operations for us, you know, which is such a gift, but it's been a process. And as you know, this is why, you know, we click up so well, because your wife works with you as well, is, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, uh, this process of taking things off of her plate. And so one of the things could be just basic maintenance, like cleaning the house. And so I've done Instagram videos where I'm like, I'm dancing, doing the dishes, you know, like I'm having a good time. I'll help manual labor style, but also what about bringing somebody in to help clean the house? Maybe you just, again, once a week, every couple of weeks to do a nice deep cleaning. That concept might seem foreign to us because it's like, I know for me personally, Chris, and I'll ask you about this, but... When I would think of like having, you know, somebody come clean the house, I'm thinking like, oh, oh, you, you fresh Prince of Bel-Air now, huh? Oh, you got Jeffrey now, huh? No, this is like, this is again, a skill and a gift that other people provide that if you look at your time being your money, you know, so, uh, and even in Kenya, when she lived in Kenya, they had a housekeeper that lived with them and they were poor, like literally, you know, I'm talking like they, their house was the size of this room that I'm in right now, if that. And so, but the culture here is different. So just consider that. Maybe that's something, again, you can take off the plate as far as as house cleaning. Uh, So Chris, if you want to jump in here and add anything with that, or also what about like childcare, things like that? Sure. Well, I mean, I, you know, as a father of four, so I got you beat. Sorry, brother. But um, (laughs) as a father of four, I, you know, I particularly as myself and Urs obviously do work together in the business. There's, I mean, look, there's a couple things that, uh, you know, that are a no brainer for us to delegate to other people. First and foremost, I will say that neither me or my wife has ironed a single garment a single piece of clothing for probably the last five years neither of us like ironing it's an easy job for people who actually are just quite happy to stand there and do it um but we absolutely despise it so we just delegate it we have somebody come to our house twice a week and she's incredible and i give her you know probably maybe 20 percent more than you know she would get from other customers and uh she loves us and you know we give her christmas gifts and everything she's been with us for years so ironing is one thing when it comes to the kid uh, particularly the baby right now little cassandra she's almost three months old um you know 
I want to be as involved as I possibly can be because I know that with every passing day, Cassie's getting older and older and older. And that opportunity for me to rock her to sleep or burp her after a feed or change her diaper. Yes, I'm a modern man. All that kind of stuff, Let's right? Go. I, I, <laughs> well, I just, I just don't want to get into trouble, Sean, is really what it's all about. <laughs> what a nice, quiet, easy life, right? But the, the fact is, though, I know that that's not going to be around. That opportunity won't be around forever. So I want to be there as much as I possibly can. So actually, over the last few months, um, except for a little bit of traveling, every single morning, I've blanked my entire schedule and had my my virtual assistants go in and clean out my social media for me instead of me doing it. Go in and clean out my email as best as possible instead of me doing it so I can spend the entire morning with Cassandra and just playing with her. And sometimes I just, hey, I'll lay down and have a little catnap with her as well for half an hour or so because I know I won't get the chance. And babies smell so good when they're mm -hmm. at that age. Yeah. It's tough not to just want to scoop them up and be with them the whole time, yeah. right? So... There's certain things that, you know what, you only get one shot at them. And right now, that's my thing every single morning. It won't be able to go on forever, obviously, because, you know, certain you know situations arise and scheduling and travel and things like that. But whenever I can, I will always delegate things off for me to be able to spend, you know, more time with the people that I love. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know what? There's always more Pokemon to catch as well. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I love that, man. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that pops into my mind as you were talking, I didn't think about this one beforehand, is uh, outsourcing. So you talked about outsourcing to spend more time. What about outsourcing so that you get more time to be, quote, away from the kids? You know, so I'm thinking about... Uh, now there's a big advent of like childcare centers at gyms, for mm -hmm. example. Like if your thing is mm -hmm. like, I can't mm -hmm. get to the gym, I got the kids, whatever, go to a gym where they have a reputable uh, childcare. You know, maybe you make that extra investment. Maybe it's another $10 a month or whatever like small thing it is that we'll talk ourselves out of. And it really amazes me, you know, if you really think about it, you know, some gym, gyms being like $10 a month or even, you know, if we get into like maybe $50 a month, and that's considered expensive, right? But how much, how, how valuable are you? Like we're talking about something to truly take care of the thing that's making the money, which is you, and right. to be the best right. version of yourself, but ah, $50, you know? So I wanna reframe the, again, the, uh, the, the, the money expenditure. But one other thing I want to share with everybody as far as outsourcing is the actual purchasing of food. There's like food deliveries now where, you know, um, uh, even kind of upper echelon stores will, you know, you provide them a list, they'll get the stuff and they'll actually deliver to your house. All right. So consider that if that's one of the big stresses for you and time and that kind of thing in order for you to get high quality food. And also for me, I use Thrive Market a lot. And so Thrive Market is where we get a lot of our kind of, you know, non-perishable stuff. And we get a lot of, uh, you know, snacks for the kids. We get personal care products. I don't have to go to Target no I don't really like being there in Walmart personally, but I get all that stuff in there. This is the key is that, you know, these are the highest quality premium products available. But, and I don't know if you know about this, Chris, I don't think they have Thrive Market in the Philippines yet, but this is amazing. They actually provide them. So everybody knows about Whole Foods. We're talking about 25 to 50% less than the price at Whole Foods for the same product. So Thrive Market has all the top premium healthy ingredients, uh, organic products, that again, non-GMO, all the labels that we look for, 
but the very best brands and they curate them to get the best. You can shop right from your home using categories like non-GMO, organic, vegan, gluten-free, paleo, sustainably farmed, whatever it is that speaks to your ethics and your system of, of buying and investment. And again, you get 25 to 50% off the price you find in store. Plus, by the way, guys, and this is for your first purchase, you get 25% additional off your entire purchase, plus free shipping and free 30-day trial membership. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. All right, thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. You get, again, additional 25% off. I love those guys. I always kick myself when I don't order something from them and I end up buying it at Whole Foods. No disrespect to Whole Foods. Love Whole Foods. But this is a way that you can outsource something, do it from the comfort of your home, save money, save time. All right, so one other thing I want to talk to you about as far as, and this is tied into the health and fitness thing, is another thing you can outsource is your training. Now, clearly, no one else can do their push-ups for you. Right, nobody could do do your push-ups for you. I think Jim Jim Rohn said that, but you can outsource the expertise. So, didn't we we worked out together, right? Or no, you came at the tail end of the workout when we were there. That's the I I, I <laughs> my son was working out with you though. My son was working out, who is a certified PT. Yeah. But um, no, that yeah, you you gave me a pass that morning because uh, you know I was hosting an event. I was very very tired i needed my beauty sleep you know so what i'm uh vying for is for you to take advantage of your son's expertise you know outsource that but it's kind of you know it can be a little weird well no i'll 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 tell you a true story i mean when i was recovering from my back uh surgery obviously i couldn't do too much you know physical activity straight away but um that what I really did wanted to do, I, I I didn't want to just sort of just lay down on my bed all day long and, and lose strength and, and muscle mass and all the rest of it. And I'm not, look, I'm not the biggest health nut in the world, okay? But what I do understand is this. If I move my body on a daily basis, I'll feel better because of it. If I eat good food 95% of the time, I will live longer because of it, right? So these are very simple things that I follow. But one thing I didn't want to do was just lay in bed for, you know, two, three months recovering from back surgery. So I actually had a yoga instructor because I didn't want to invest the, the, you know, the time of driving over and getting in and out of cars where I wasn't feeling too comfortable and everything. I had a yoga instructor come to the house three times a week just to do very, very light floor stretching with me. And not only that, but I then hired a swimming coach to come and take me to the swimming pool, which is maybe 10 minutes in one direction from us, and then actually be in the pool with me, making sure I was balanced and, you know, I was doing the right movements. I wasn't going to affect my back and all the rest of it. And I'm 100% sure this entire focus on getting better enabled me to be able to recover from that surgery much quicker than I probably should have. I mean, I was up and walking around without any major issues, you know, four weeks post-surgery without any problems at all. Six weeks, eight weeks, now I'm doing a little bit better, now I can sit up for a little bit longer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, whether it was the yoga instructor, whether it was the swim instructor, whether it was, um, you know, getting one of my staff members from my office going and picking up salads and juices and smoothies for me because I wasn't moving around all that much. I wasn't going to sit there eating, you know, bigger meals. I wanted to try and 
keep as lean as I could. And and ultimately, I think it all helped. And it, it was just that mindset of this is my priority right now. I'm going to get other people to help me achieve what my goal is, which was just recovering, period. That was it. The same thing can be said for someone that's building a business or someone that's changing career path or whatever the case may be. Just figure out what your priority is, focus on that priority and nothing else. And then once you've hit the goal, you can move on to the next one and so on and so on. Right. Well, well said, man. Um, you know, one other point here, I keep saying one other point, but so many things come up when you're talking. I just remember, you know, what about this? What about that? And again, I want everybody just to know that this is an option. We can definitely do a lot of stuff ourselves, you know, but um, I love the quote from Oprah that says that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Right. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. So find ways, especially on your path to becoming the best version of yourself, to improving your health and fitness. What are things that you can outsource? You know, again, you can put the time and energy into figuring it out. And I, I believe that there's a lot of like great stuff that's figure outable that you can do on your own. But like when it comes to hiring a trainer, for example, that takes the planning and guesswork out. Uh, it's outsourcing accountability, uh, outsourcing expertise. You know, for a lot of people, if they'll just be over on the cardio machines and they'll go and do a few curls with the pink weights, you know, instead of like getting a real strategy and getting the results that you want. Another thing is group training, boot camps, uh, you know, CrossFit boxes are really uh, thriving because of this concept of outsourcing community, right? That's one of the things that we fall huge. into a problem with. And huge. I want to talk about that with you specifically uh, is how do we have that support? How do we have the community? How do we have the environment? Right. And that's something that with those type of things, you can outsource that because you don't necessarily have to build it yourself. So let's talk a little bit more about that and the community aspect. So, I mean, the community that I'm involved with every single day is the Upana Mastermind community. So, you know, we created this community because I had so many of my clients say, you know, it's great. Your one day mastermind events that you hold are fantastic. They always give us breakthroughs. When we get together at this meetup, when you're speaking at this conference, it's fantastic. I always make new contacts, but we want something more. We want to be held accountable. We want to be able to have that support system to lean on as and when we need it. But likewise, we want to be able to learn new things on how we can actually build our business at the same time as well. So we created the Upano Mastermind community, which sits over at upano.com. And it's a monthly recurring revenue business model. And every month, our members pay uh, 59 bucks a month to have access to an ever-expanding acceleration training library with lots of you know, tips and strategies for building a business and everything. But that's not really the reason why people stick around. They stick around because of the community forums. And every single day, hundreds of youpreneurs from all around the world are in those forums talking about everything from you know website design to email list building to uh, work-life balance to live events that they're attending, it's tr you know troubles with clients. You name it. Literally everything has been discussed. And I can see it every day every single day. And I ask myself the, 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 the same question quite often. What would these people do if they didn't have each other? What, what would they be doing if they didn't have each other? If they didn't have that built-in support system that the community's given them? And they'd probably be a lot 
a lot a, a lot less happy uh, they might even be confused they could be depressed they could be you know beyond stressed out and i mean it as the as the community leader it really fuels me to continue to grow and focus on it as a major part of our business because we know that it serves our people so so very well so i think the power of community is absolutely huge and it doesn't matter what your interests are find people that dig the same stuff you dig hang out with them help them be a shoulder to cry on from time to time and just be happy with each other and i mean we do it every day it's it's an it's incredible i know you have an amazing community yourself yes yes definitely definitely and uh, this is a great segue into in the book you talk about the five ways to develop successful relationships. I started the show off by saying that I believe your relationships are the number one most influential thing on your health and your success in life. So, but oftentimes we're coming into this, we're coming in hot, coming into this the wrong way and we can really kind of screw things up and also not leveraging the opportunity. Uh, So let's cover a few of those. Maybe we can get to all five really quickly, but what are the five ways to develop successful relationships? Let's at least get to maybe the top three. So let's go with uh, the first one that you have here in the book, have a long-term mindset. What does that mean? Yeah, long-term mindset is, you know, it it, 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 some, it sometimes can sound a little bit kind of counterintuitive, but ultimately what it means is that you shouldn't change who you are deep down just to please someone, okay? So my my focus here is that, Real, true relationships are, you know, they're built on on honesty and loyalty and integrity. Relationships should be treasured, not used. So really value your current relationships. Uh, it's really, really easy, particularly with our current relationships, to start taking them for granted after a certain period of time. Uh, but, you know, we shouldn't get bored with them and, and start looking at cultivating others. We should get to the point where, you know, we are focusing in creating those deeper relationships with the people that are already around us um and i mean you know perfect perfect example is you and i you know we haven't known each other very long but the time that we've spent with each other over the last couple of years i know it will be built on as we get older and we you know achieve more things and go about our business and our lives i know that you know we're not exactly you know, brothers or cousins or best friends, but I know that I could come to you with a problem and yeah. you would help me out. And yeah. and I can guarantee you the same thing for mine. So have that long-term mindset. Relationships, I'll say it again, should be treasured, not used. That's a pull quote from the book. I put it in a huge, big page on its own. Um, the second one is to uh, put a premium on, on really developing yourself so we yeah. go through a lot of things like you know are you you know are you trying to sort of take out of your relationships more than you're willing to give that's messed up that's not going to help anyone especially you anytime soon um and and you know the people that are around you going back to what i was talking about before you you know your reputation what people say about you when you're not around that's what you need to focus in on so the question is like do you actually bring value Mm-hmm. like genuine value to your network. If you're not doing that currently, check yourself out and find out why that's not actually happening right now. Um, then we talk about um, you know developing what I call my P2P mindset. So P2P stands for people to people. So you know we've got um, you know B 
B2B, business to business, B2C, business to consumer. But P2P is what it's all about, particularly for me in the personal brand business world. Um, you know, people, for me, they're not vanity numbers like, you know, my Facebook followers or my Twitter fans or something like that. They're not subscribers and not sort of, you know, open rates on emails. Like, you know, I'm talking a little online business jargon here. But people are people. People want to do business with other people, right? So it really means that, you know, not to underestimate simple things like uh, saying thank you. Yeah. Like say thank you all the time. If somebody does something for you, just say thank you and be happy to say it. Say sorry when you mess up. Own it. Own your mistakes. Little things like that, that P2P mindset, um, particularly – when you're building relationships and, and particularly when you're building relationships in business, it's these little tiny little things that people remember and they make the biggest difference in your overall success as an entrepreneur as far as I'm concerned. So there's a few things and, uh, you know, there's a, a few more that I put in the book as well. They're, they're <laughs> yes. few of my favorite, few Man, of my favorites. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, wow, this is, again, it's and actually I'm just gonna throw this out here. This is another one. It's tied in here because it just fits in this moment. Is to be intentional, and that's one that you put in the book, because with all of this stuff that he's talking about, it's waking up and realizing like let's do this with a purpose, right? Instead of just willy nilly like things happen, you know. Um, you, and life will gladly grant you that. Like if you're not being clear about your intention, your life will seem pretty random, you know. And it's not that being intentional is going to even take away from the happy coincidences. You know, even Chris and I meeting and connecting was a happy coincidence. It was all these other factors. It wasn't like, I've got to meet Chris Ducker. That's like, I didn't have his poster up in my, in my bedroom, right? And he didn't have mine. But it was like my intention on service, my intention on uh, giving my gift, my intention on helping to uplift people those happy coincidences led us to connecting and bringing that up a few notches for both of us collectively, you know? And so it's even today and what we've created. And so thank you so, so much for sharing this and sharing your gift, man. Final question for you. What is the model that you're here to set with the way you live your life personally? What is the model you're setting for other people with how you live your life personally? For me, it, it, it comes down to being me all the time. Uh, I don't want any smoke and mirrors about me and what I do. Like I said, you know, what you see is what you get. Some people will like it. Some people won't. In the business world, I call it marketing like a magnet where I attract the best. And at the very same time, I repel the rest. So just be you all the time. Uh, nothing bad will happen if you're a nice person and you care about other people just be you all the time and uh, don't, you know, don't waver on that. Great things will happen to you if you're, if you're a good person. Perfect. And so on that note, Chris, again, thank you so much for sharing your gift, sharing your smile, sharing your Pokemon stories. I truly appreciate it, man. You are literally, you know, and um, I, I don't think we really talked about this very much, but even my assistant who was like, just amazing, like changed, came in, came in, changed my life, man was through you and through your resources, through your teaching. My assistant, her name is Alpha, best name ever. And she is Alpha. She really is the boss in many ways. So a big shout out to her. But just <laughs> learning how to uh, expand your reach, learning how to uh, do more with the time that you're here, 
you've provided so much value in my life that you don't even know about. And so I just want to thank you for that. Thank you, man. And I'm right back at you. I, I love everything you do and what you stand for. And uh, you know what I really love about you more than anything else is you're just like me. You're a family guy that wants to do good for the people he loves. And I love that about you. Oh, there it is. There it is. Can you let everybody know where they can pick up your brand new book and where they can connect with you online? Sure. Well, I'm at Chris Ducker on all the social platforms. So hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And uh, the book is available at youpreneur.com forward slash book. It's up on Amazon and everywhere else. There it is, everybody. Chris Ducker. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. I've got the book right here in my hands. Make sure to pick yourself up a copy. And I'm going to use Chris's right now. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, you can see this in the background. He's got a quote. It says, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. And that's what this is really about. You know, we can get really caught up in the day to day. We can get caught up in all the, the rigmarole. And I think this is the first time I ever said rigmarole. Shout out to that random word. But today, more than ever, we have to be more conscientious and intentional in our time. Uh, there's so much distraction, hyper distracted world and focus is at a premium. And so I want you to be intentional in the things that you are here to do that you're passionate about. Try to hone in on that. And I know some folks are like, well, I might not even know what my passion is. I'm still looking for that. Good news. Got an episode of the Model Health Show. We'll put in the show notes where I dive in and break down that topic specifically. All right. But generally, it's going to be something that you're pretty close to, something that you know, you have an inclination uh, to be associated with. And it's more so about giving yourself permission to be associated with work that brings you joy. You know, crazy as it sounds, we think that our work should be like tear us down. And in some cases, you know, even work that you love will do that for sure. But at the end of the day, today more than ever, the rise of the youpreneur, this is about uh, being associated with things that, that, are uplifting to yourself and so that you're able to give your gift at another level, right? You're, you're taking good care of yourself and your psyche, giving and being of service to the world in, in a higher way so that that can, number one, it impacts you as we've talked about, but also that trickle down effect and how it changes the world. It changes your inner circle, your your close family, your your extended family, your community and the world simply by you giving your gift. Now, whether you get this or not, I, I'm still going to say it. I know for certain, there are a few things that I know for certain. I know that you are a unique, blessed individual who's gifted with certain things that have never been seen before in human history and will never be seen again after. You are special. And today, more than ever, we need to share those special gifts that we all have within us. This might be a small thing that we consider small of just having a sense of compassion and giving and being there to care and, and support other people. This might be a leadership role. This might be in, in creating art and music. This might be in athletic endeavors, whatever it might be for you today, more than ever, it's time to step up and to give that gift. All right. I appreciate you so much for tuning into the show today. If you got a lot of value out of this, make sure to share it out on social media. And of course, tag me. I love to see that. I appreciate you immensely. More good stuff is on the way. All right. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. 
and take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.